Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. My name is Graham Day, and you are live with us on Twitch. Unless you're watching on YouTube or listening on demand, then you are not live with us, but you're, you're here, so that's all that matters. How is everyone doing today? If you are live with us on uh, Twitch, please, please feel free to get involved in the chat. As Jojo Lean did quite, quite a while ago, actually. Jojo sat there waiting for the countdown. We appreciate you being here, Jojo. Good morning. Mm -hmm. How is things? How is things? I uh, didn't see you yesterday for the for the Masters of the League stuff. Hope life is good. Mr. Gary Clark is in the chat as well saying, Morning, fellas. There he is. Morning. What, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. How is everyone doing today? Uh, how's, how's things, babe? Nice hat. Again. Yeah, good, man. Good. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what you look like today. So, well, yeah, I was just, just saying that. Nice audio completely. It just like you, you might just got turned down. He went dry. Hello? So, you're not, you're not oh, enough. he's back. He's back. <laughs> there we go. Oh, okay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's the lockdown lifestyle. It's already going long. Uh, already going long. It's got, it feels like it. It's, feels like it. Feels like it already. Uh, although it's actually not going too bad for me. Started my lockdown lifestyle with uh, a McDonald's breakfast on the way back from the school run. So yeah, you know, drive through, drive through wins. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how is everyone doing? How is everyone doing? Uh, for those of you who don't know, my name is Graham Day. This, as I mentioned, is, is the man that we call Bibby. Uh, and we together are ice cream uploads, and in true ice creamy fashion, this is the scoop your daily dose of news from the world of video games and beyond. And some people, us, might say that this is the UK's number one video game podcast, and we wouldn't argue. We're going to give you our thoughts and impressions on the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories from the world of video games. And we want your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions. So if you are live in the chat, like Jojo and Gary are, please, please feel free to get involved. And it is important that you do because we turn this into a podcast, a video that goes out on YouTube and an audio podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So lots of people watching and listening on demand that don't necessarily have the ability to get involved with us live here in the chat. So please use your voice on behalf of them. Uh, them. But speaking about on demand, a lot of people have been getting involved. So it's nice to see the YouTube comments uh, popping recently. So we've got a few comments, particularly on the last uh, video slash stream slash podcast on PlayStation stock, which is interesting because that's a little bit something that we are going to talk about today. Before that, though, just a couple of things to mention. Uh, one, I've mentioned it and I will continue to mention it because we are so close to 2,000 followers. If you know, if you guys can just just ask, just do a nice little tweet every now and then. So, do you know what? I'm really enjoying the Ice Cream Uploads podcast live on Twitch each and every single week at 10am-ish uh, on twitch.tv forward slash Ice Cream Uploads. Then, yeah, just ask, ask, ask people to get a follow. Uh, give us a follow. That would help us grow the channel, which is, which is nice. But also, it means that we can give a little bit back to you much, much quicker because as soon as we hit 2k followers, we are going to do a 2k giveaway. Um, as in 2k as in 2000 not necessarily the 2k games but I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not, not saying that it might not include 2k stuff but, but it might but it might not I'm saying whatever anyway um, as well as that we will have a subscriber giveaway each and every month we do it the first Monday of the month uh, just earlier this week we gave, a cop uh, gave away a copy of FIFA 21 next month we will give it away a prize that's just that's just as good. Do you know what? Do you know what? Some people might have been waiting for this prize for months and months and months. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, uh, before we do any more of that, should we jump into some news, babe? I think we should, Graham, yes. I think we should. Nice, nice. Okay, let me jump into the split screen first, because, you know, we can see more of Bib on screen. Here's the showstopper, the icon, the main event. Sorry, Sean Michaels, but we've just taken all of your spiel. Now, anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why I went down the Sean Michaels rabbit hole then, but, you know, best wrestler of all time, so it's fine, it's fine. Um, okay, let's do that thing where Chrome just goes, nah, mate, I'm not going to work, mate. <laughs> so tell us a bit about about what you did yesterday, babe. <laughs> 
Question, what did it? I'd always play Masters of the League. Uh, and then we went out to go to the village to go and get something to eat. Pre-lockdown meal now, because we are locked down. And, well, at least in England. I don't want to offend Gargad again, <laughs> saying that they're not they're not uh, locked down in Scotland or Wales, um, wherever they are. But yeah, it's okay. That was that was good. That was perfectly timed. Nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, Gargad, good morning. Welcome in. Uh, nice to see you here from the UK. <laughs> yeah. uh, not England, just the UK. Uh, good, good to have you. Good to have you. Madge as well. Hey, don't know if you can see. It. If you are on Twitch, you will see that Madge has just used one of the exclusive subscriber-only emotes here on Twitch.tv forward slash IceWingPods, and it's actually an audible emote because when you press it, it makes a noise that sounds a little bit like this. Uh, hello. Hey, there we go. We got a good one. None of the hello. <laughs> uh, Manchester hello. Sun hello. I did that on the uh, on the uh, Jelly Discord this morning. <laughs> Dan was trying to sort out his headset <laughs> and dropped him. Went hello. So I was like hello. So there you go. That was my my contribution. Serenaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Manchester. Hope everyone is well. Next work call at eleven. So uh, enjoy this for a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eighteen minutes of magic time. Yeah. That's what we like to see, and that's also what I would aspire to be in life. Anyway, <laughs> enough of the innuendos, in your innuendos. Uh, let's jump into the first news article, which is written by Andy Robinson at BGC, and it says, PS5's launch is already completely sold out in Japan, Sony claims. Yikes. Uh, platform holder warns there will be no stock available to purchase on launch day in the region. Whew. Hopefully that's not a sign of things to come. Let's jump into the actual main body of the article. As Japan has completely sold out of PlayStation 5, uh, uh, launch PlayStation 5 units following strong pre-order performance for the next-gen console. That's according to Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan, who said on Thursday that there would be no further consoles available to purchase on launch day in the country. Due to high interest and many orders from users, the launch is sold out by the reserved amount, the company has said. While there are still concerns about the spread of coronavirus, we do not plan to hold events or sell PS5 at stores on the day of PS5 release in order to ensure the safety of customers, retailers and staff, it added. Um, SIEJ went on to apologise for the inconvenience caused and encouraged PS5 pre-order customers to check with their retailers regarding how they will receive their console. In an interview published last month, PlayStation boss Ryan claimed that PS5 pre-order demand had been very considerable. Sony took as many PS5 pre-orders in the first 12 hours in the United States as it did for the first 12 weeks for the PS4, he claimed. I don't know if you guys saw, but we actually covered that on the scoop uh, last week. Yeah. Um, Sony has been bullish about the PS5 short-term sales outlook, with the firm recently stating that it expects the console to launch in great shape. Echoing re uh, recent comments from Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan, Sony's CFO Hiroki Totoki said last month that the company expects to sell over 7.6 million PS5 units by the end of its fiscal year on March 31st, 2021, outperforming the PS4's launch. You know what, we'll stop there because it's just going through other stats and figures that we've had already regarding the PlayStation, how they feel it will sell and what the next year looks like but what we can say for this year is that if you are in japan at least um which may be an outlier for how things will uh, look elsewhere but if you're in japan and you haven't pre-ordered the ps5 you have absolutely no chance of going out to pick it up because all consoles have been sold bib thoughts yes uh well this is something that we covered earlier on this week was it um, and we had, or oh, was it the end of last week? We had quite a lot of people on YouTube anyway getting in the comments section about this because we, uh, 
we stated that game wouldn't have these available to sell, which is correct. They haven't got them readily available for you to sell. The only way that you're able to get hold of these consoles at the moment was via a pre-order. Um, and that is still the case in the UK, uh, at least. Um, you can't go into a shop, never mind game. Uh, we're talking about Smythes or Smiths, if anyone put <laughs> me, uh, or any other place that you could get Argos. Um, wherever it is that you usually get your consoles from, that is still the case. Unless you've pre-ordered this console, which you're getting hold of one between now uh, and probably the end of the year is about as slim as I am. Um, so <laughs> it, I knew we knew that would be the case over in Europe because obviously they have to get manufactured in Japan and then sent over however means necessary uh, to, to, to over to the West. But I didn't think that they would have this problem in Japan. Now, manufacturing restraints will be put in regardless of where they are in the World Cup because of COVID situation and uh, how many people they are allowed in the workforce at the time. Um, but I didn't think that not being able to go down the street in Japan and be able to buy the console would be a problem. But this just shows how popular um, alongside the coronavirus stuff and um, workplaces just shows how popular this the console is this time around. Like it's mentioned in the article that this has sold out within the first 12 hours more than it did in 12 weeks. That is That is mental. I'm very interested to find out why. Like, why are people now wanting to get involved in the next generation of gaming way more than they ever did? Is it because people are more confined to the houses? Is it because more people have got a bit more money to be able to spend? Is it the fear of missing out? Like, that's something that we haven't really had any data on. Um, so I would like to actually know that. But yeah, in terms of getting hold of this console in Japan, and never mind just Japan, uh, the, the world, it's the first time in my life, I think, where I haven't been able to go out and get a console from the shelf if I wanted to. That's that's coronavirus aside. Like you literally can't find these in the in the wild. I mean, the closest I think we've come was maybe the Wii, the original Wii when that came out. That was quite difficult to come by, but there wasn't a massive waiting list for it. You might just have to go back two or three weeks later and then pick it up, not months. <laughs> yeah, it's. I do not know anything that's. Yeah been this stretched i mean the ps4 was stretched but you could go out and get it for at least half the day um on launch day and then you could pretty much get it for the most of the launch week um but you were that's where we always talk about the conversations around game and their markup in terms of like uh, add-on sales and so on but they were there not just in game they were in supermarkets and they were it was more logistical nightmares in terms of getting them to the stores quick enough uh, because of that just-in-time delivery system where they get it and they sell it, and they get it and they sell it, yeah. uh, which is, that's fine if you get it and then in bulk and then you sell, 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 and then you get it just in time for it to be re replenished. But when you have unusual demand, you get it and it's, it's gone! And it's like, oh, fuck, well, the next just-in-time delivery is not going to be just-in-time now because it's going to be three days later, and as soon as that comes in, that's three days of people that have been waiting for it, and that's going to go, and it just keeps going and going. But they were still there. The issue, obviously, this time is, is, is completely much i say completely it is much more extreme in terms of it's just not going to be there there is going to be no hope of getting the playstation 5 at large in japan um and i'd expect at least to a very similar degree if not to the same degree the same sort of situation in the uk um across europe in america wherever worldwide um part of that for me will obviously be on the pandemic um twofold pandemic has stopped stock being shipped 
as freely and as available as quickly and making it readily available as much as they would want um but also pan the pandemic well threefold so you've got i mean the fact that they can't be shipped as quickly they can't be manufactured as quickly or at least they couldn't they might be rolling now in automated production processes yeah. but that whole process will have been delayed by weeks or months um, because of the coronavirus in its initial stage. We were told back then it had been delayed. The start of production had been pushed back, um, which I think oh, it's only the start. They got rolling eventually, which is fine, yeah. But we also found out, as we covered last year, that PS4 Pros were made in, what was it, like three minutes or something like that? A full PS4 Pro mm. could be made in three minutes. So if you push the start of that, launch period back by weeks and months and you think a whole console can be made let's say a PS5 is 5 minutes I mean it's probably going to be roughly the same but let's just say 5 minutes if one console gets made in 5 minutes uh, then just think of how many could be made in 6 or 8 weeks of production that has been held back thousands, hundreds of thousands most likely I mean I'm not even going to guess because quick maths um, but uh, <laughs> That number of consoles, imagine how many containers that would fill. Imagine how many countries that could supply, um, uh, or at least not entirely. If it's hundreds of thousands of consoles, you need millions probably. But but still large numbers that were missed at the beginning. Then they were slow to get shipped out. Plus the fact that the, th the third element of the threefold effect of the pandemic is that more people now, especially now in the UK, are going to be stuck inside again. So they need something to do to keep them occupied. A month ago, people were obviously venturing out back into the world again. But when the PS5 pre-orders, people were still kind of like, okay, we might be going into lockdown. We're not quite entirely out of lockdown. There might be regional lockdowns and stuff. Do you know what? I'm going to treat myself to a PS5 because that will give me something to do. So the demand for them is increased. But yeah, like you said, what what has led to that sales? I think it probably is the pandemic. I think it's probably the fact that game stream uh, game has become mainstream. Game stream. Um, uh, gaming has become mainstream even more so and more quickly through the pandemic. Um, so I think all of those sort of factors. More people game more often, and gaming is more accessible right now. So all of that thrown in with all of the shit that comes from a pandemic just means that yeah, there isn't enough to go around. If Japan's already feeling it, we are definitely going to be feeling it, which uh, Gary agrees with. He says it's going to be like that in most places. If you don't have a pre-order, you're out of luck. I think I think that absolutely is the case. And then Madge uh, says uh, best bet is a 0.01% chance to pick one up uh, by chance in Tesco on launch day, first few minutes. I think that's it. That's it. You find your Tesco. You need to have a Tesco that is big enough to warrant stock demand. Um, so basically, Tesco will get their big bulk order of. Uh, consoles they will say to sony we want five hundred thousand, uh and then they will start sharing them out internally through their stock distribution revenues uh not revenues uh streams in terms of whoever is in touch of uh in charge of purchase ordering will be pu pushing a few mm. to each stores and then the store managers will be like yeah i think we'll easily sell those can we have 10 more and they'll be like oh yeah well, we've not really got any and some stores will get some some won't some will get more than others so you want a store that's big enough to get some but not big enough to uh get all the people going to it as well so yeah do the balancing act it's your tesco will probably have some if the staff haven't already bought it because that's also a thing that happens as well staff members i as a manager and i i, I understand it you want to look after your, your consumers as well but if i as a manager um had a store of employees that work their ass off me each and every single day and have been doing through all of the pandemic uh, with all of the potential of getting germs and lurgy from all the people um, 
and wee Jimmy's there doing his 12-hour shifts all the time and everything, <laughs> and he goes, can I get one of those PS5s? I'd be, Do you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, Jimmy, of course you can. Of course you can. My, I can make that happen for you. So so you've got to think there's managers out there doing that for all the wee Jimmys uh, and the wee Timmys. And who did we talk about? Was it Timmy that we talked about the other day? I can't even remember. Uh, so, yeah, all, the, all those staff members will be picking some up. The downside of that is some staff members are probably going to be picking them up to, to flog. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, there is a small chance you will get them in some supermarkets. Not very many, and they won't be there for long. So if it is somewhere you want to go, maybe ringing ahead in advance is probably the best way to go about it. Um, like the day before, a couple of days before, do you have some? Will you have some? Can I pre-order? Can I get a name to come on? Can I come in and pick it up? What time can I pick it up? Um, and then it'll be midnight launch, kind of... Uh, Find your twenty-four hour Tesco that's that's open at twelve midnight, and they're going at one minute past midnight to to the tech counter and go, "I'll have that, please." And you might be okay by by ten o'clock in the morning. Mm. Yeah, they're all gone. They're all gone. Maybe even long before that as well. Um, for a second there, I thought Bibby was trying to say COVID was popular. <laughs> well, well, it is. It's, it is. it's in a lot of households, isn't it? Fucking <laughs> yeah. millions of people, mate. Millions. It's technically really popular. Um. Uh, one million pre-orders and counting. <laughs> uh, COVID has made a massive in- impact on production for sure. I bet we'd have a lot more units available if it wasn't a thing. Uh, production and shipping w- would have been delayed because of it, says Gary. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the staff in my local Tesco probably didn't even know what a PS5 is. Well, uh, yeah. The majority of staff in, in my... Uh... Hey, up, Brenda. <laughs> Do you want a PS5? Uh, is that is that, yeah, that, is that, that new kind of plug? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Sorry, what you saying? <laughs> Is that uh, well, in supermarkets? Not everyone just has the same aisle all the time. So it could be someone who's worked on the deli aisle for one day, and then gets put over to do electronics, and they just keep on rotating. So there will be a lot of people in there that have absolutely no idea what the hell most of the thing is that they're selling anyway. So I just keep on, but I, I, I keep on hiccuping and burping at the same time. So I'm kind of struggling there. Burping. <laughs> burping. Yeah. I um I know that at least one person in my local Tesco knows what. PS5 is because I I bought um, that Xbox T-shirt that I, I wore months ago. I don't know it's somewhere in the cupboard. I don't know. Anyway, I wore it for when we did the Xbox live stream, uh, and I was I was at the self checkout thing, uh, and then I needed him to take one of them security tags off, and he's like, "Nice T-shirt that, but I'd much prefer the PlayStation version." I was like, hey, "We haven't got one, <laughs> but I've got some anyway, so it's fine." Uh, so yeah, at least one person in my Tesco will. So that that's Wee Timmy or Jimmy or whatever name I said he was. He's the one that gets the, uh, the PS5 for doing the, the long shifts and stuff. So yeah, uh, the gist of it though, Sony has completely sold out. Uh, I know not all territory uh, territories are the same. Um, Japan is. Um, well, you know, it's where the PlayStation is, is made. So there's a very, very big culture in terms of buying the console units there. Not that there isn't here. So I'm saying it might not be exactly the same, but it could be used as a good sort of like litmus test for how uh, it will happen in the UK. Expect expect it to be gone. We have said for months uh, that we don't believe there would be issues with the consoles getting here. And we don't believe there would be issues for a lot of people that are quick to move in getting one. But we did always say that we believe that there will be issues in stock shortages. No matter how much they were saying early on, Jim Ryan um, and Phil Spencer both saying, yeah, yeah, we'll have all the consoles, it's fine. They were saying that months ago. We were saying, nah, it's, I mean, there will be consoles, but there won't be enough consoles. They will be sold out. And, and funnily enough, Ice Cream Uploads called it absolutely right. It's almost like we're absolute legends, mate. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Um, 
Brenda and Tesco cares more about the daily counter and what ham from Romania is on offer uh, than how many teraflops a new console has. Absolutely. I mean, it's really good Serrano ham, that one. I mean, I mean that flops terribly well, if that's what you mean. No, Brenda, that's not, that's not what I mean. But cheers, I love, cheers, I love. Um, anyway, let's move ahead. Uh, one of the questions we did pou uh, pouch, pouch, pouch. Uh, I don't even know what word I'm looking for. We did pause. Let's go, let's go for that one. Um, is why have they all sold out? Obviously, the pandemic and things like that mm. is one reason, but the next article potentially gives a little bit for that. I'm assuming this based off the title. I haven't read the article, so we'll jump into it together. But you can see why my assumption comes from straight away, as this is written by Tom Wyman at New Zoo, uh, who says global mm. game revenues are up an extra $15 billion this year as engagement skyrockets. If that is not a reason for consoles to be selling like hotcakes, mm -hmm. then then yeah, there you go. I don't know what it is. In, a, in our new global games market report quarterly update, we forecast that the games market will grow 19.6% to $174.9 billion this year. Uh, this number is 156 billion dollars higher than our previous forecast which we made early on in the pandemic look at that I mean, imagine imagine having a forecast that you've already made in the pandemic saying that it's going to be higher and then by the end of the pandemic realizing that oh we we were we aimed low by 15.6 billion dollars that's huge huge anyway um and with companies financial results for h1 2020 we can now see the impact of increased engagement on game spending more clearly exactly how sustainable this growth is remains to be seen and is dependent on many factors we anticipate that the market will continue to grow generating 217.9 billion in 2023 meanwhile our global games market report subscription is now fully integrated oh, just fine we don't know, don't know if it's fully integrated or not but uh da, 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 da. Um, China and the US remain the two biggest games markets. Uh, console and mobile gaming revenues are most boosted by the pandemic, but when it comes to region, the impact is spread relatively equally. In line with previous forecasts, China and the US still represent 49% of the world's games market in terms of consumer-generated revenues. Uh, do... Do, 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 do. Escapism, socializing. Oh, there, yeah. Okay, now this is actually relevant, so I'll keep with this. So, escapism, socializing, and time filling drive uh, revenue growth for the games market during the pandemic. So, while COVID 19 has impacted some aspects of development, the pandemic has not fundamentally changed the games market, nor has it transformed player behavior. Rather, it has accelerated trends we have previously reported. This acceleration results from the ongoing measures around the pandemic, with the population being encouraged to stay at home and limit social interaction people have turned to gaming en masse. Uh, gaming has been a means for entertainment, escapism and socialising and interacting with friends and family for many consumers, leading to unprecedented growth for the games market. Um, previous New Zoo research that the socialising was the number two reason people have spent more time playing games during the uh, pandemic. Therefore, it's unsurprising that games offering a social fun and competing, uh, competitive experiences have enjoyed huge engagement this year. Among Us and Fall Guys are just two examples of new games that tick these boxes. Both titles became some of 2020's biggest hits. Um, do you know what? We'll, we don't need more news on, on revenue streams and stuff, so we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that point. Uh, we'll, we Obviously, we can, we'll link this in the show notes for anyone that does want to see the full uh, article because it's very in-depth. It's a bit more in-depth than we mm -hmm. usually go for for the scoop, but it has a lot of insights in the article. So, yeah, definitely definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely good read. But 15.6 billion higher than the expected 
on the growth year and year. So not not only the fact that they rounded it up, they've rounded it up and then it's gone up by almost 16 million on top of mm-hmm. that. That's incredible. Uh, thoughts, Bib? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to shout out uh, Robo Daniel for sending this one through to us. Um, hey. We actually did get quite a lot of people yesterday putting stuff in our Scoop Discord, so I appreciate that. And I've just gone back onto it, and more stuff is still coming through, so I very much appreciate each and every one of you that's all that have sent through things oh, sent through things to us that we can then talk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, this kind of goes hand in hand. I'm glad you went straight to this article uh, after the last one, because we were talking about what this could, uh, how much money has potentially been made because of the pandemic, and what that's meant for the rest of the world who's been stuck inside a lot of people probably have dug out older consoles so people i don't want to say growing up but people may not have got back into the playstation may not have bought into the playstation 4 ecosystem seven years ago because they have a child they have a full-time job they have a career where they don't have that much downtime obviously being at home um for five months i think it was where we couldn't really leave the house um that then Boredom starts to set in. What do you do? Uh, dig out the old PlayStation 3. Really get into it. You get back into playing with your mates again. If they uh, was back into a PS3, they now want to get the latest and greatest because they've got back into video games again. This projection of uh, how much money is going to be made will obviously boost these charts up because the console is going to be, what, far, is it 450 quid? Yeah. That then, between me and you, we've spent nearly a grand. Well, you would have spent... Between us, you would have spent that because you obviously you bought a new controller and buying charging stations. So between me and you, we've already spent over a grand. That doesn't that that number doesn't even come into the rest of the people that are in the jelly office and the people that are now in the chat that would be getting a console of choice this time round. So there's a lot of money that has been projected from these new consoles. I think the biggest reason is because people needed something to do during lockdown. They've probably got back into gaming. Something has appealed to them somewhere down the line. Um, so even their forecasted uh, forecasted total amount that's going to be spent this year has well exceeded that due to maybe are they counting microtransactions. I haven't read the entire thing because, as like I say, it's a it's kind of a number fuck. Um, but I don't know whether or not it takes into consideration money spent within the game. Um, duh, duh, duh. I think this may just be software and hardware. I don't think it. I don't think it takes into consideration money spent within the game. I mean, that would just far eclipse anything that would have been forecast if the likes it taken the likes of Fortnite, uh, Warzone. I always forget. I, for some reason, I just want to call it Call of Duty, but that's a completely different game. So Warzone, uh, Among Us. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I don't think there's microtransactions within that, but uh, I, yeah, you, you see where I'm going. Yeah, I would. I, I kind of feel that this will in, in, include. Um, microtransactions just because I mean it does mention all revenue streams were impacted this is where I stopped um, but it doesn't say whether it includes in app or in game purchases or or so on I assume it will just because it also doesn't say it It just says our revenue adjustment affects our forecast for every segment we cover PC mobile and console we now forecast that PC games will generate 37.4 billion up from the previous Mm -hmm. forecast of 36.9 just saying that PC games will generate 37.4 billion I mean you've got to kind of feel that in-app purchases or in-game purchases, if that isn't included in that, then these numbers are are going to be filthy. Because I mean, it says mobile games will generate eighty-six point three billion, uh, up from the previous forecast of seventy-seven point two. Um, if that's just on on mobile game purchases, then you wouldn't expect mobile software to be 
nearly three times yeah. what PC is. So I kind of feel that that includes that already. I mean, games on console generate 51.2 billion. The interesting thing there, though, is, I mean, we all, we all kind of um, in here probably share a, a same sort of opinion that we are PC or console gamers primarily and, and mobile is the alternate option. For us, anyway, obviously, yeah. the danger with creating content and sharing that content online is often the people that watch your content are of a similar persuasion, a similar opinion as, uh, as you are, which that, that kind of must be the case. We are in our own little echo chamber because we think PC and mobile, uh, PC and console games are, are better than mobile games. I'm talking, obviously, devil's advocate-ish here. Um, but if you add PC gaming revenues and console gaming revenues, you will get... 88.6 billion both pc and console uh, gaming revenues uh, are forecast to, to generate 88.6 billion mobile on its own mm -hmm. is 86.3 billion so it's just 2 billion behind all of pc and all of console gaming on its own it shows you just how powerful mobile gaming is in terms yeah. of uh, driving revenue that's incredible that is incredible well that, that's the thing that the mobile market Advert well, they don't even advertise the target. The I hate using this term, but the casual gamers, the people who will dip in for 15, 20 minutes, spend all of their energy, and then wait to come back uh, after an hour when it starts to build up again. Um, how do you speed that up? Yeah, you can pay a pound if you want to re increase your energy again, right back up to the top. Spunk that away in 20 minutes, then pay another pound to recharge it so you don't have to wait an hour. That is. It's intrusive, but it works. Like, there's a reason why mobile the mobile market works for absolutely everybody. I mean, there's there is battle passes in the likes of PUBG Mobile and Fortnite and things like that. But yeah, I think it's the the games like Clash of Clans and uh, I'm so out of whack with mobile games. I don't really <laughs> play them. I play FIFA Mobile and PES Mobile. That is pretty much it. Yeah, but the thing is, FIFA in... Mobile and PES Mobile. Whilst they are mobile games, they're, they I get what you're saying. They're not of the classic mobile vein in that sort of sense. It's more like the console experience. You you pay for your, your coins to have your packs or your agents or mm. whatever. It's not that pay to play sort of idea of oh we can we can speed speed it up. Pay pay for the end goal. Uh, I used to play Simpsons Tapped Out. I didn't put money into it to like you can yeah. spend. I think it was donuts. Put a donut on this task uh, and you can do it now rather than waiting eight hours uh, for your come back to your guy who's, who's building this thing um all right nice donut bosh but donut is the premium currency that you don't earn you have to get yeah. either by logging in for long periods of time like a week you get a donut or something like that or put money into it um and that the thing the thing is is like pennies make pounds um cents make dollars uh and what add your own currency in that space there um and they do they genuinely do if, if you spend it's 59p if I had 59p in my pocket, I would put it away somewhere so it wasn't in my pocket yeah. and then just forget that it existed because it's 59p. It's, it's loose change. But that 59p added to Bibby's 59p and that 59p that I put on the other day and a few people down the road would put 59p on and then suddenly you're looking at a tenner. Okay, well, I quite like a tenner. I'd take a tenner. But then you add that to all the tenors from all everyone else and suddenly you've got hundreds of pounds. Well, we'll all be hundred, And then them hundreds of thousands and it's suddenly it all clocks up. Not, I mean, there are some like as they call cash whales uh, so there are people that will just throw shitloads of money into it 
just as consumers. Then you do have, obviously, the other side of the coin where you'll get the content creators who will throw shitloads into it for content. Obviously, it's a little bit different because content feed into the system, but take out of the system, yeah. i.e. You, you sponsor them and pay for them. So it's kind of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy in that sort of way. But yeah, there is. Uh, it's it, it's not surprising to see mobile gaming being that big, even though, even though I'm thinking, oh, PC, yes, console, yes, mobile, when I need it. Um, I do like mobile gaming when I need it. It scratches a yeah. specific itch for me, but it's amazing to see. It's it's just that it's just as big as every other form of gaming put together. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Can I tell how much uh, what kind of mobile games require you to spend money? You can't play them offline. There they can. Like there's so many games. Like the new Star Soccer is probably the only game that I've got on my phone that I can play offline because you don't require any money. It doesn't connect. It doesn't require an internet handshake. The ones that usually I have to play online constantly, always connected to the server, are the ones that you have to pay money. You can't play it. Like Dream League Soccer, you can play that one as well, but there's so many other games that you can't play offline. Like if you was on a flight, you couldn't play them. A lot of those games you probably will, if you want to play in a fight, you probably have to pay like six or seven pound because it might be like, you you said mention this all the time, like Streets of Rage. Um, you can play that one on the flight because you probably paid two or three pound for the privilege. Um, but the Ish. free-to-play ones, obviously. Ish. I, I didn't because it was like, it was one of the, um, Apple used to do 12 Days of Christmas and they used to give you a free app um, that was a paid app every day for the 12 days from like Christmas, or either leading up to Christmas or between Christmas and, and January or whatever. Um, and there used to be some good stuff in it. So that's where I got things like mobile games that you can play offline, like Cut the Rope, um, Angry Birds and... Bad piggies or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but fucking amazing cut games. The cut cut the uh, rope. It was, was it, the rope was legendary, man. Yeah, I, I remember. I, toss. Oh, I was a fucking absolute god at paper toss. Like to the point where I figured out like just the perfect arc lines in terms of if it was if the bin was on this side of the room. Um, but the fan was on this side of the room and it was blowing strong. I knew exactly where I needed to throw it to get the arc to go back over and land into it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Anyway, blast from the past. Anyway, um, to wrap that up all in one, the PS5 is completely sold out in Japan. And that is probably due to the fact that global gaming revenues are up. Not only are they up, but they are up by $15.6 billion more than was expected. So if you wonder why you can't get hold of a console, that is pretty much it. A lot more people are spending a lot more money on gaming and the reasons for that are as you would expect. Mm -hmm. uh, escapism, socializing and uh, time filling. Basically people are looking for things to do during the pandemic. That's not just something that we just take as, as, as we assume, which we have been assuming it for months. This has now got stats behind it thanks to new, new zoos insights so thank you very much for robo daniel for sharing that insights with us because that's pretty good nice 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 uh but you know if you can't get yourself a ps5 on launch you might might be able to get yourself uh, an xbox series x and if you can't get a series x then you probably have a little bit more chance of getting a series s why have i just explained all of that that's because i'm jumping into another news article hey <laughs> uh who left the door open Honestly, like we said shut the door behind you. <laughs> Good morning, Mr. T. Tassim Anvia, <laughs> noted industry leaker, is in the house. How's things, dude? Uh, next article. 
written by Andy Robinson at VGC, says Xbox Series S will have 364 gig of storage available for games, it's claimed. That is, that is tiny. COD? What was it? 250 gig? <laughs> yeah, enjoy COD and one update. <laughs> Ta-da! Anyway, but Microsoft has, <laughs> has previously said that install sizes will be small, uh, smaller on the digital-only console. Oof, I mean, I, I, I will obviously keep... Keep the faith. If they believe that the installs are going to be smaller, um, then that's fine. I, I'm happy to see that, but I'm not sure. 364 gig would be enough. As we jump in, uh, Microsoft's budget Xbox Series S console will just have will have just uh, 364 gigabytes of storage available for games and applications, it's been claimed. Uh, that's according to a Reddit user who appears to have obtained the digital-only console ahead of release and claimed that around 148 gig of its 512 gig SSD is reserved for operating system functions. Excuse me. If true, the figure would closely match the storage space reserved in the original Xbox One console for OS uh, functions. It was previously revealed that the premium Xbox Series X reserves almost 20% of its one terabyte internal SSD storage for its operating system, leaving around 800 gig usable for software. Although the available storage appears to be surprisingly small for a digital-only console, Microsoft has claimed that game install sizes will be approximately 30% smaller on the Xbox Series S than on Series X. Xbox Director of Program Management Jason Ronald told IGN that because of the smaller resolution texture packages required for games on Series S, which will run software natively at 1440p as opposed to 4K on the Series X, install sizes will be significantly reduced. With a performance target of 1440p at 60fps, our expectation is that developers will not ship their highest level mitmaps to Xbox Series S, which will reduce the size of the games, he said. I have no idea what a mitmap is, but it's fun to say. Mitmap. 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 There we go. Anyway, Microsoft recently detailed the custom storage options that will be available to the Xbox Series X and S owners and explained why storage expansion cards for the consoles cost $220 or $220 quid. Nice conversion rate there. Lovely. Nice. Uh, in a blog post, uh, Xbox Director of Program Management Jason Rawls said players will be able to unplug their existing external USB 3.1 HDD or SSD from their Xbox One and connect it to the Xbox uh, Series X and S and play all of their current-gen games. Players will also be able to use 3.1 storage, uh, USB 3.1 storage, to house next-gen games for transfer and play on the Series X and S. But existing USB 3.1 storage options can't be used to play games optimised for Series uh, X and S and won't replicate the speed and performance of the next-gen internal SSD. These features will require a Seagate expansion card. Ronald also... Do you know what, actually? Let's just stop there. Let's stop there. This is all tangible. We appreciate the extra news, Andy, but we don't need it at this point in time, as we can say that the Xbox Series S will have just 364 gig of storage available for games on the 512 gig SSD. And that's the reason, uh, because um, the 148 gig that's missing is, well, dedicated to the OS. 346 gig, babe, is that enough space? Uh... If you're used to delete, uh, playing one game and deleting it and then moving on to the next one, probably yes. That's the same situation that I've been in with a PlayStation 4 this entire uh, console generation. I have never upgraded my hard drive. I've still got the basic 500 gigabyte one that I got on day launch last time. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of same, same, but different console. Um, <clears throat> interesting that the it's going to cost 220 quid. I mean, we've covered this multiple times before, but that hard drive um, is super expensive. But, I mean, there's one thing in here that I didn't actually know about, um, and that is you being able to take your old hard drive out your Xbox One and then use it as another hard drive on your new console. 
that is pretty good. So you could technically have two hard drives. I mean, you're not going to get the performance, but if you play Warzone or any other game that you've already got installed in your Xbox One X, uh, and you're more than happy with performance on those, if you've got games like Rocket League, I don't know, Warzone, Fortnite, keep them on that hard drive. And then the games that are absolutely optimized and are going to be groundbreaking on the new console, just keep them on the internal one. So you could have technically be able to run two generations of games off two different hard drives. I imagine that's probably the best idea, unless you actually want to go ahead and spend the 220 quid if money's no option and you want the absolute best that you could possibly buy. Get that. But I don't think that's a bad workaround if you can actually have your old uh, hard drive and be able to use that. I think that's probably a very, very good idea. And not one that I've even considered or come across before. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the idea a few times previously. The bit that's always been kind of in my mind is it's almost like having a loft or an attic or a basement or a garage, garage, whatever you want to call your storage space where you can just put a box of stuff that you don't use right now, but you need. Um, so if I can access my storage, my HDD, mm-hmm. and just go, okay, cord is 250 gig. We know it's 250 gig. On PC, we were expecting it to be about the same on console. We haven't had confirmation on that yet. Or not that I've seen anyway. So let's say it's 250 gig. I want to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, which is, let's say, that's yeah. 150 gig. Um, okay, I don't have space for both. That's that's suddenly too much. Um, I'm at 400 gig. I've only got 364 gig. I need to get rid of something. Can I just move COD onto my HDD rather than deleting it? So would that save me data online in terms of just going boop and then, okay, give it 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes or whatever to move it over and then move... Um, uh, Valhalla off of my HDD onto my um, parts of the system, so my SSD. The reason that uh, I say parts of the system is because obviously you can get the expansion card. Anything that has what they call, uh, Xbox calls, the velocity uh, velocity architecture. That's the way they phrase it. Um, so can I move the stuff I want to play onto, uh, onto my velocity architecture, but take the stuff that I don't want to play onto my hard drive? If I can do all of that in one ecosystem, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. I quite like how convenient that would be. I mean, I would much prefer to be able to just launch yeah. things off my HDD and play it faster, but that's that's just not possible. That's saying I want the old gen to be the new gen. Yeah, so do I, but it's not going to happen, mate. So, yeah. Uh, 364 gig just doesn't... Even if it, even if you drop it by by thirty percent, they're saying the size of video games is thirty percent smaller. Uh, okay, I mean, what is thirty percent of two hundred and fifty? Is that like it's about eighty-ish? Something like that? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Somewhere around there. Um, so so you lose eighty gig off of two fifty. You're still looking at uh, one seventy gig for Call of Duty. That's still a huge chunk out of a three hundred and sixty gig hard drive. I'm still not sure it's going to be enough. I'm not sure. Um, Mr. T says 364 gig. That'll be enough for Call of Duty. Just. Uh, Gary says that, that's one game plus, uh, and Disney+. Plus. Woo. <laughs> uh, I guess the Series S uh, is for the more casual gamer. They probably only play one or two games regularly anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty much it. I think that's pretty much it. It's just... We did say that this would be the Games Pass console, but, I mean, you have to download the Games Pass games, don't you? You can't... I don't think you can stream stream them. I mean, I haven't really tested it uh, extensively, but I'm fairly certain that you have to download the games first. So even still, having to keep on re-downloading the game, complete it, delete it, move on, you couldn't really make 
I suppose then you probably can make the most of Game Pass in that. It'd be better, obviously, if you could stream them, if your net could handle that. Um, I mean, you'd need to be... Yeah. It's, it's, it's very good for a functional gamer. Someone that goes, oh, I want to play through the story on Call of Duty Black Ops. And boom, okay, delete. I now want to jump into Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Download, boom, delete. Okay, I fancy a little bit of Fall Guys. Well, not that that's on Xbox, but download, boom, delete. And then keep doing it that way. Play and delete, play and delete. Someone that moves on, um, it just would not suit me at all. I have so many games installed on my PlayStation that I do not play, but they are there because I will come back to them. I have Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a space here, sat there because I'm two chapters in, out of the three or whatever it is. Um, I'm, uh, I have Spider-Man, two hours in, which I'm just, I'm just going to start again on the next gen, so I could probably get rid of that. But, you know, it's been there for so long, I'm not doing it now. I have God of War an hour in. I have Horizon Zero Dawn a couple of hours in. All started and all waiting for me to go. So I'm a different person. Obviously, this it's, if it's a casual games console, it doesn't speak to me anyway. Um, yeah. But I get the fact that being casual, but even still at that point, that's a it's it's almost it's it's almost going. It's a casual console. Yeah, yeah, I want it. But then stopping you and going, wait, wait, what? I don't think you quite got me. It's, it's casual console. It's like, all right, all right, <laughs> calm down. Yeah, that sort of level, it's casual, but it's very casual. Got 364 gig. You kind of feel that all right it might be good based off where we are for a lot of games not all games are over 100 gig uh, a lot of games are nowhere near that um but a lot of them are as well um and with the next gen coming developers when they have more space to play with will use a bit more space as well so you kind of feel that even though they're going to be 30% smaller than the series x games Series X games, I wouldn't be surprised if the file sizes get bigger, get bigger, get bigger. I know, I know. There's kind of there has been talk that the SSD um, does make things load faster, so they don't have to waste space replicating assets. But that kind of offsets the fact that assets will be bigger. So games should be about the same, is what they said. But I, I would yeah. not be surprised if they get bigger, very, very big, and fairly quickly as well. So that three six four. If you're a, if if you're playing FIFA uh, and that's all you're playing, you will smash the shit out of it, and it'll be the perfect console for you. If you're playing FIFA, but you may also want to play a bit of Rocket League, uh, and Baby's, uh, Baby's like, Do you know what? I've just found Elder Scrolls Twenty Seven uh, Plus uh, whatever. I was going to say Godfall, but that's another PlayStation exclusive. But yeah. someone like Baby jumps on a few different games. Suddenly, your console demand for FIFA. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll play that with you. Just give me 15 minutes to re-download it again because I had to delete it because I wanted to play something else the other day. Yeah. It's just a bit difficult. I, I love the idea yeah. of it being a, being a, a casual console. Um, I, I love the fact that it's it gives you a specific need for the console. It just seems a, maybe a bit too hamstrung. Um, like the fact that it can't play the Series X enhanced games. So PUBG, for example, won't play as well on the S as it will on the X. I mean, in terms of that, you'd be better off playing a 1X in, in some elements. Um, uh, so you can't play the games. It can't have as many of them. It just, it just suddenly, it's, it's, it's very good, but it also just doesn't seem as good as it as it initially did. It's still definitely, I mean, for the price of it and getting into the next generation, it's definitely still, it's definitely still good, but it's... From my perspective, probably that's it. I'm, I'm skewed by my own perspective. For me, it becomes less attractive. For me, it's probably still good. That, uh, still good for uh, the casual gamer. Yeah. Well, for, for this, I would much rather have paid the price of the top tier console 
because that would be the difference in price for buying the external hard drive. I think if I can use, I mean, it, it does say uh, players will also be able to use USB 3.1 storage to house next-gen games for transfer and play on the Xbox Series S and X, but existing 3.1 storage options can't be used to play the games optimized. So does that mean that I can buy any 3.1 external hard drive and play it that's that's the way i took it previously um I th as far as i'm aware xbox one x and so on allow you to just plug in different external hard drives so i'd imagine that's the mm. same thing there so you can still boot games off your hard drive it just doesn't have the velocity architecture benefits yeah um so you will boot you buy an 80 pound one couldn't you yeah yeah um right but okay, you, cool. you you don't get so so any hdd be it uh, a 200 quid one or um, an 80 quid one will play games exactly the same but you need to get the seagate expansion card to have them optimized if it's not that seagate yeah, expansion card perform better yeah yeah um so it's and performance by buying an off-the-shelf one basically exactly so that i've just clicked through to the other article uh, and there is a table that breaks it down it looks like a small table that's been boosted size wise so it is a little bit pixelated but it says so these are the differences between using usb 3.1 hdd versus the seagate expansion card so they will both store your games and they will both play xbox one 360 and original xbox games um, but if you want to play games that are optimized for the series x and s you can't use a, a 3.1 hdd and uh, you can use the expansion card uh, if you want something that replicates the speed and uh, performance of the ssd you can't use the hdd you can only use the seagate expansion card which hmm. that kind of sounds a little bit more like to me if if you can just get yourself your 80 quid hdd and plug it and, and play boot games off it but not have all the benefits okay that's that's all right but if you can then just move it all internal like if you get if you get a usb drive and plug it into your pc and you take some files off that and put it on your ssd on your pc and it boots faster, wonderful. But then you take it and put it back on the USB drive and it doesn't boot as fast. If it works in that sort of sense, yeah. then I'm happy enough with that then. That that kind of claws a bit of it back for me then. Because if I can just move stuff around internally without having to delete and... Exp and, and then, yeah, that's good yeah. for me. That's good. That's good. Um, Xbox Series S, uh, the ONS of gaming console. ONS? ONS. One night stand. There we go. There we go. Got there eventually. Eee. Uh, it pretty much is the one night stand of gaming consoles. You play it, and once you've done, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's almost like they're trying to make HDDs and SSDs like game cartridge like. I mean, that's definitely what they've gone for with the Seagate expansion card. Um, so I'll bring this back on to show it. So that is very similar to what they've got there. So obviously, it's a little card inside um, a plastic casing take the plastic casing off just plop it in the back of your console boop there we go uh removable job's good and nice and easy um it is it is a very nice idea it's pretty much a playstation 2 memory card mind uh but it but with more data um so it's, it's a really nice idea it's just a very expensive idea 220 pounds like baby says you buy yourself a 250 quid console or whatever it is for the series s then buy yourself a 220 quid expansion you're suddenly spending just short of 500 quid and you can get the x at that sort of price range so if you've got the x and you're buying the expansion all right fair enough you, you, you add an extra terabyte you're doubling your storage but if you're sticking that into an s you might as well just get the x it's just just yeah expensive expensive um xbox series small <laughs> exactly yeah. but what did the xbox box have to say about it see i actually said that right because it was wrong <laughs> if you'd have said x 
fuck. I'm not even going to say it. I was going to try, but I was going to... If you, if you want to say Xbox... Ah, oh, yeah, then fuck it up. Xbox Boss. There we go. Uh, yeah, I can say Xbox Box. I just can't say it the other way around. Um, uh, the issue I have with the expansion card is that it's currently proprietary, unfortunately. Yeah, same, same. I don't mind proprietary, uh, proprietary proponents, uh, components because you know it'll work. You know it's good. Um, uh, exactly the same reason that I have this sat next to me, which I talked about the other day. This is my Astro um, HDMI adapter for the PS5. Uh, this tiny little box inside will allow me to split my audio from my HDMI cable coming out of the PS5 into digital optical and HDMI so that I can use my Astros just as I am. Um, use them for my PC and for my gameplay setup at the same time. Uh, 35 quid for that tiny little box, which is not it's not stupidly expensive, but when when you look into how much audio HDMI split uh, hardware costs, that's quite expensive. It's probably twice as much um, for as most stuff. But I paid for the convenience of knowing that it will work, and I don't mind that to a certain point. And that's kind of what that is—the proprietary stuff, uh, the Seagate cards. You're paying to know that it will work. You're paying to know that it's velocity architecture, that it's gold seal stamped and approved. But 220 quid just—it's just, it's just oh, yeah. It's not—it's not too far ahead of of top um, storage media SSDs that have the same sort of write speeds. It's not that far away. But oh, it's it's. Yeah. As in the video game spectrum, maybe that's it. Maybe it's the snobby, snobby gamer inside of me. Just, just hurts a little bit. Um, but anyway, Xbox. Uh, well, that's uh, that's the last article I clicked through for that one. So, so Xbox Series S will only have 364 gigs of storage available for games. It does have a 512 hard drive, um, but 148 is taken up for the OS, so you can't have all of that. Anyway, do you know what? We've got nice. It's almost like. It's almost like it's election week, and we need like political balance because we've had a little bit of PlayStation news, then we went into a little bit of Xbox news, and now we're going to talk about Nintendo. I mean, this is, if, if this isn't election week, I don't know what is. God. Uh, anyway, so this talking about Nintendo, which we haven't done for a while actually, it's been fairly quiet on the Nintendo front for us at least, as Andy Robinson from VGC does look to change that with a news article from this morning saying that Nintendo's latest results reveal huge. Animal Crossing sales as Switch hardware approaches 70 million. Woo! The company increases hardware sales forecast. Uh, New Horizons on course to become Switch's top seller. So Animal Crossing New Horizons huge, sale, uh, huge sales performance continued this summer with the game on course to become Nintendo Switch's big, uh, best selling title ever. So during the six months ending September 30th, 2020, New Horizons had sold some 14.27 million units for cumulative sales of 26.04 million units, Nintendo revealed in its latest results on Thursday. Animal Crossing remains the second highest Nintendo selling, uh, second highest selling Nintendo Switch title to date, behind Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with 26.74 million. Wow, it's only 0.7 million units, and Mario Kart 8 is bundled with pretty much every Switch ever, which is why it's got so many yeah. numbers. That's incredible. Uh, so that in itself continues to show the sales momentum with a further 2.25 million copies sold in the three months to September 30th. New Horizons has already more than doubled the lifetime cumulative sales of 12 million for Animal Crossing New Leaf, which was the previous best-selling entry in the series. Nintendo increased uh, its hardware sales forecast on Thursday up to 24 million units from 19 million on the back of its latest strong results. The firm's hardware and software sales continued to see uh, continued to see huge year-on-year -year growth during the six-month period. With Nintendo combined Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite, uh, oh my god, 
start this whole paragraph. Three ers in there. Let's start again. The firm's hardware and software <laughs> sales continued to see huge year-on-year -year growth during the six-month period, with combined Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite hardware sales reaching 12.53 million units, an 80% increase year-on-year -year for live-to-date sales of 68.3 million units. Uh, software sales were up to 71% at 100.25 million units, with Nintendo notably reporting a strong start for Super Mario 3D All-Stars. The compilation released in September to commemorate Mario's 35th anniversary with sales of 5.21 million in just a few weeks. That's because you limited it and everyone had to buy it, you evil, evil people. Uh, Pip Mario, the Origami King, released in July and sold 2.82 million units. The company content... Do you know what? We'll stop there, we'll stop there, we'll stop there. We've, we've got enough stats. Too many stats will make it a bit difficult, but Nintendo has revealed that um, the Switch hardware is approaching 70 million consoles sold, and Animal Crossing is on course to be the best-selling Switch title ever. Thoughts, Bib? Again, this is absolute sheer ignorance from my uh, from my perspective. Never really come across Animal Crossing, didn't know that it had the backing that it did, so again, this still absolutely baffles me. What doesn't baffle me, though, is how strong the Switch is still going. I think we're probably one or two games, three games away from actually beating most of the most of the home consoles. Like this is going from strength to strength. Seventy million hardware sold for the Switch. That is mind blowing. Do you think then that this could probably exceed the PlayStation Four? I know it's not going to exceed the PlayStation Two because I still think that that will probably be the best there will ever be in terms of sales over a lifespan because it, obviously the lifespan was a lot longer but 70 million for the nintendo switch do you think it could come close um yeah well what are we on like 120 or something for the ps4 uh it may be like 130 now but yeah 120 i think was the last one that we reported on here at least yeah somewhere in that sort of region so They've sold 70 million um, with how many? Three years. How many has it gone up just this year? 12.53 uh, million units this in the last six months. So that's 80% increase in year and year. That's not maintainable at that level. It's not going to stay operating at an 80% increase on, on the period previous to that. That said, that 80% increase will mean that there is more development more eyes on the Nintendo Switch, more developers making games for a system. The issue with the Switch at the start was was the Wii U. The Wii U failing so spectacularly, not spectacularly, but it failed. It didn't do what they wanted it to do. Um, and as a result of that, everyone pulling out of development for the Wii U will have meant that people wouldn't have been quick to put development into the Switch. But the Switch absolutely smashing numbers now means that developers if they aren't already and a number of them will be um but if they aren't already new developers will be putting new time and effort and money into that because i mean we've just been speaking about mobile gaming mobile gaming is is just as big as pc and console gaming put together that's how big mobile gaming is not that this is mobile gaming but it's closer to it so there's definitely some crossover there so yeah, I, if we can see a growth of 12 million units in six months, 25 million units for a year at that sort of um, rate, um, then we only need two years to, to hit uh, the PS4 sales. That said, that level of growth for two years solid is just, it's not possible. I would see oh, it. That's it, 113 million for the PlayStation 4 as of August. 
So you need yeah, we're probably close to what we had then. I imagine that slowed down slowed down dramatically at the end. But yeah, maybe maybe one between one fifteen and one twenty ish somewhere potentially then. Um, I could see this. I could see this hitting that because this has only been out three years. You, 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 Nintendo know how to sell something forever. Um, mm. So I could see this having four to ten years left of sales. I'll spin this another way then. So as it stands, seventy million for the for the Nintendo Switch. Their best Nintendo's best selling console collectively because they don't segregate these out annoyingly. The Nintendo D- <laughs> Nintendo DS family. 154 million. Now, the DS, I don't think this includes 3DS. Because it does say, in fact, it doesn't because it says Nintendo 3DS family, that was 75 million. But Nintendo DS family, 154 million. Above that, ever so slightly, was a PS2 at 155 million. Just below that was the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Now, that's over a 10 year cycle of the original Game Boy coming out and then the Game Boy Color coming out. So that's 118 million. Do you think then that they'll beat the 118 million? Uh, I think so. I think so. I mean, I say that, I do think so. I think it's potential. It has the potential. I think the only thing that could stop that is Nintendo. Um, because because whilst it's nice to have the be- the best-selling console ever or the number two or the number one, I'll push up to that, that barrier. What's better is to be consistently earning a shit ton of money and Nintendo like to yeah. earn a lot of money so I think the only thing that could potentially stop that, it definitely, it's definitely got the potential, the only thing that will take the potential away is if Nintendo suddenly go for, from the, the DS to the 3DS, if we go from mm-hmm. a Switch to a Switch 2 sort of idea, um, I think that'll be what stops the Switch Nintendo stopping their support for it because if, if it's not a Switch Pro and if, if a Switch Pro is classed as a Switch family, then absolutely going to smash it, 100%. Um, if they go to something that's a different naming convention and the model changes, then I could see it stopping fairly quickly in that sort of sense. But without, without if they continue supporting it as they, uh, as they did with the Switch and as they did with the Game Boys and so on, and uh, as they did with the DS, should I say, and as they did with the Game Boys, then yeah, I could see them passing 113 million, 180 million, maybe, maybe 150 million, um, because... I mean, I imagine 12.53 million units sold in six months. I, I imagine that even the the um, the DS probably struggled to hit those sort of numbers at its peak. Yeah. So, yeah, different times, uh, very, very different times right now. I think that could be a huge factor into it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it gets there now. Well, we already know that the Nintendo Switch has got two SKUs. We've got the Nintendo Switch Lite um, and then the, obviously the Nintendo Switch. There is absolutely at some point going to be a revision of this console, whether or not it's going to be uh, a Nintendo Switch Pro, or they're just going to. Well, in fact, no, there's already three because I think they brought out the, orig- the original Nintendo Switch, then they brought out a Nintendo Switch with improved uh, battery life, and then Nintendo Switch Lite. So we are going to get another revision of the place uh, of the PlayStation Switch of the Nintendo Switch, um, but it's just whether or not they take the Pro option uh, and just cram a load more shit in there, bulk it out a little bit. Um, to try and advertise it as another home console, not just a hybrid, but an actual home console. I don't think they probably will try and market it as that, but I think they will try and put some performance stuff in there to try and either speed the speed it up a little bit or try to get a little bit more resolution out of it. That will come at a cost because obviously they will need to put a better screen in there. Um, but 
the very Nintendo way of doing things, they would just house all of this under the Nintendo Switch family and then just account every single sale as one. <laughs> um, very much like they did with Tetris um, and the Game Boy. Yeah, so, all of the things. Every game ever. Wait, different <laughs> platforms for 30 years. years. Yeah, exactly. Fine. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of uh, Nintendo and different platforms and games that have been going for years, uh, let's wrap things up with our final news article then as we jump into it. Sticking with Nintendo's Pokemon Go. Is having an amazing year, apparently. According to Stephen Lee at VG247. Um, do you know what? I didn't know this because I have all but given up on Pokemon Go now. Uh, I don't log in daily. I don't do all the stuff. I, do you know what? I'll, I'll tell you that afterwards. I'll tell you that afterwards. Let's jump into the article. Pokemon Go generated $1 billion in revenue uh, during the first 10 months of 2020. Actually, I'm going to stop for a second because I didn't jump through the chat and I wanted to uh, box things off first, actually. Magic Man. Um, actually, not Magic Man. It was Gary. He said, crossing over to the Switch... Um, I remember the first lockdown and people trying to find a Switch they were as rare as a guitar playing unicorn I mean (laughs) we've got a guitar playing Bibi so it's fine Uh, do you want want another rendition of Fuck You Ferno it's fine hey Mr Tharian Drake with another Ray Oh, we had a follower as well, the great, uh, the great tone the great great one, thank you very much for the follow (laughs) oh the great one (laughs) Greatone thank you for the follow (laughs) Uh, that's lovely. That's lovely. I apologise sincerely. <laughs> uh, I did see that, but you were talking at that point, and then obviously outside our mind, I forgot. But thank you very much for the follow, great one, and Mr. Tharian Drake with the raid once again. We appreciate the support. Thank you, dude. How's things? How's 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 the late night slash early morning going for you? Um, so where did we get to? Yeah, I think the lockdown adding. That's what I mean with the twelve point five million. Uh, Switch is sold in six months. The lockdown has a huge part to play on that. I don't think that they can count on that. Maybe they can account for it again over Christmas because a bigger spending period plus lockdown um, might lead to that. Plus the fact that PlayStations are potentially going to be sold out and Xboxes are potentially going to be sold out and you still need to get something for your kids for Christmas. Some people might just throw uh, a wedge of cash at Switches. So they could sell big again. Um, but yeah, it will definitely slow down after Christmas, I imagine. Um, Animal Crossing, I believe, is a, is a near must-have title for the Switch, says Magic Man. Um, yeah, we have it. We just don't play it. Uh, we bought it, and it's, it's, I can't see it being for me. Uh, and Danielle said it wasn't for her. So we do have it, but we don't play it. Um, I, uh, I, Magic says, I'm trying to get a Switch... Uh, I trying to get uh, trying to get a switch earlier this year uh, it seems super difficult going on what some folks were seeing uh, saying on social media yeah there was loads of bird bots and things set up so that people could snipe sales as soon as they went back into Walmarts and, and wherever around the world people were getting the sales so that they can scalp and then sell for twice twice the value um, which which is the horrendous part of human nature and capitalism but there we go um, with Bibby talking about Nintendo it looks like Sonic behind him is giving him the evil eye yeah, look what you've done to me. <laughs> Absolute legend. Uh, October John, thank you very much for the follow. Appreciate it. Did you come in with Harry and Drake straight? If you did, appreciate you hitting the follow button. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, we were jumping into a news article before we caught, uh, before I wanted to catch up with the chat. So Stefan Only at VG247 says, Pokemon Go is having an amazing year. Pokemon Go generated $1 billion in revenue during the first 10 months of 2020, according to Sensor Tower estimates. According to the data, 2020 has been the best year so far for Pokemon Go, with players spending up 11% compared to last year and up 30% more than in the first 10 months of 2019. During the uh, first 10 months of this year, the game has ranked as the third most played mobile game by global player spending. It only ranks behind PUBG Mobile and Honor of Kings, respectively. 
Uh, to date, the game has earned four, uh, almost $4.2 billion in global player spending, with the US the best market, with spending uh, in upwards of $1.5 billion, or 36.3% of total spending. Japan and Germany rank just below the US, respectively. Google Play users have spent $2.2 billion on the game, while App Store users have spent $1.9 billion, and to date, the game has been installed 600 million times, with the most installs occurring in the US. Google Play accounts for the most installs, with 400 66 million and the app store has seen 132 million downloads doesn't surprise me and it does surprise me doesn't surprise me in general because pokemon pokemon go um people having more need for gaming and things like that it does surprise me because people can't go anywhere um so seeing that kind of increasing that but they have put a lot into the game to make it accessible to people whilst still remaining socially distant my issue with it though is um, which probably leads into them having an amazing year. Pokemon Go, for me, I've stopped playing because everything in it felt pay-to-play now. Um, it was always something that you could opt in, but then they'd have like short-term events. Like In the lockdown, it was like, oh, this day, we're going to have um, some special missions, which increases your chances of getting shiny Pokemon of a certain variety. And it costs 79p to opt in to play for the day to get your, your eight hour pass. And you think it's 79p for eight hours of entertainment, it's not that bad. But 79p to be able to play the game that everyone else is playing, that I've been playing for two years for today. If I don't spend that 79p today, I can't play with everyone else. So it's not fear of missing out, it's just, it's not even fear of FOMO, it's just not being included. Everyone else is doing something I can't. And it was the same, it was like four weekends in a row 79p, 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 79p. Some people will pay for three years and not put a penny into it. I get that's not going to sustain the game. But people were able to play for three years without putting a penny into it. To put a 79p buy into something that was just general content, I didn't like. And then they added like Mega Evolution, which I was like, oh, it, Mega Evolution came in after I after I'd given up on Pokemon. Oh, this is this is amazing. I get to see how it works. It was pretty much another time thing. You can Mega Evolve your Pokemon. It costs money and blah blah blah. blah. Anyway, long story short, I'm not surprised they're earning a shitload of money. But for a casual gamer that doesn't want to throw lots of money at something with in-app purchases, then it's not it's not it's not great for me. Is that it, Chief? Yeah, any more for you to add on Pokemon Go having an amazing year? Not really. I mean I haven't played it for so long, but the chances are that I may end up start playing it again soon. <laughs> uh, if I'm gonna be going out and about, walking about somewhere, I don't know. Can't go on the golf course, so I need something to fucking do. Uh, David says, surely this year it's Pokemon no go with lockdown. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Now they they did they did they were good in terms of adding things in, like adding more spawns uh, around the world so that you could get Pokemon without traveling as much, um, and making it so that Pokestops have a wider radius so you don't have to go right up to something to spin it so that people can stay further away. So that sort of stuff was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I didn't like the fact that it, they just. There's more stuff that's... This is cool. You have to buy it. There's always been skins in the store that you can buy if you want to change the way your character looks. And, and you can buy more passes if you want to do a full day of raiding and, and so on. I get that stuff. That's paying to have fun with it. But just paying to just do the bare minimum of catching stuff. Ah, you've, just, you've lost me by that point. Um... Madge says, that's a blooming load of money spent on Pokemon Go. Great for them, fearful for gamers in general and corporate suits that expect slash hope for similar on their monetized game. Uh, it's not good for players. And that's the thing. I mean, they're going to want the same next year. And that's where you get the change from community to uh, corporation. If, if there's a community focus because the game is just super successful, 
then you can do you as a company and and as, as teams within the company will be allowed to do let's let's throw an event on let's do let's give this away let's do that and the company like yeah we're making shit loads of money yeah 10 million yeah whatever it's fine or 1 billion in 10 months even so not even 10 million more than that um but then next year when they don't make 1 billion in 10 months when they're at 11 months in and they're only 3 billion they're like we've only got no not 3 billion we've only got half a billion dollars and it's like it's half a billion yeah but it's only half a billion we had double that in one month less last year okay we need to start cutting community act activations and change to we need to get more profit out of it and that's that's where i hope they don't start to go down that that line yeah. of things because that's just going to be horrendous that's that's there was a phrase that I heard used. It's trying trying to trying to squeeze water out of a stone, or it's it's trying to is it get blood out of a stone? Is the official phrase or something like that? Yeah. Um. I I had mentioned last night uh, on a similar sort of subject, but but yeah, they said get water out of a stone, but same sort of thing. Um. I hope they don't start trying to get blood out of a stone because that's just that's when you see a game just go like even if they're on a downward trajectory, you see it just bottom. Like, not that I'm still uh, playing. I'm just logging in Pokemon Go now to see whether or not my character's still live. <laughs> uh, but it just seems to have froze. I got this phone maybe 14, 15 months ago. I haven't logged into Pokemon Go on it yet. So we'll <laughs> see whether or not it actually works. Well, I, I mean, we still play it occasionally. When we're out, if we go for a walk, I will log in. I'll open it up. But me and Danielle and Chloe... Uh, Chloe dropped off about a year ago, year and a half. Me and Danielle, if we're still going for a walk, it's something that gamifies your walk. It gives you an objective. So we still do it. And I still like the idea of playing it. It's just... There's nothing really in it anymore. Everything... The only things to do in it now, for me, as someone that's got most things, is either spend money to get more things like spend money to get raid passes spend money to to be included in a in a campaign that will get me a pokemon that i can't get if i don't spend money um or just grind like get another charmander get another charmander get another charmander yeah. oh i've got a shiny one Aff, but you've got like a 0.1 chance it just becomes demoralizing and that's not that's not the kind of game that it's not the fun that I had when the game first came along, so I don't enjoy it as much. Uh, plus, I've got all, all one five one of the original ones, so so what, what else so do I need? Exactly. Um, it's like doing an Activision. Oof, <laughs> it is exactly. Uh, this year, online media and gaming has almost literally had a captive audience. It has, and and that is is both positive and negative. It's positive because if you've got a captive audience, you have more eyes on, you get more value for your investment. That return investment, uh, return on investment is likely to be re recouped in, if you do it properly. Um, so more companies are, are willing to gamble a bit more um, in terms of giving more back to their audience because they know they're going to get their money back. But on the flip side, a lot more companies are also going, okay, well, we've got them. They need us. So uh, we have leverage now, so we don't need to give as much because, you know, they need us. We're going to get the blood from that stone. So, yeah, good and bad. Just depends on who's pulling uh, the strings or, or if it's the purse strings. That's, that's the more decisive factor. But anyway, that's a bit of a negative, even though it was actually a positive. Pokemon Go is smashing it, at least for um, the Pokemon Company and um, Niantic Labs. I imagine those guys are absolutely rolling in it, but consumers have been squeezed from my perspective but do you know what let's give you a quick recap the ps5 is sold out in japan and that's probably because people want to play it during lockdown the xbox series x will only have 364 gig of storage after the os uh, has been installed on the hard drive and animal crossing's new horizons has sold nearly 70 million copies and the switch is absolutely on course to be 
potentially one of the biggest consoles that has been sold ever. Whilst Pokemon Go has had a good year. So mixed up and down news that. Some, some things selling well, some things not as well. Yeah, nice, nice. There we go. Um, we are going to finish. Thank you, everyone, for being here, though. Appreciate you all being for the scoop once again. Uh, each and every single day, you guys join us to talk through the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories of the world of video games. And it means a lot to have you all here. Um, we are going to finish up. We're going to jump back on. It's Thursday, so it's a PUBG day. So if you want to see some PUBG games, if you've got nothing busy, if you've got nothing planned, you're not going to be busy over your lunchtime, and you want to see some some nice casual PUBG games, then join me and Bib as we play some PUBG yeah. Season 9 um, on console. So feel free to stick around. If you want to jump in some games, maybe we can sort that too. Before we do jump off and jump back on with PUBG, though, we will finish up, go offline to wrap up this stream, and then come back online with that. Before we do that, though, Bib, anything you want to throw in? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, if you do want to have your voice on this podcast, then all you need to do is just find us over two different ways. So find us on social media, spoiler it's ice cream rolls across absolutely everything. Second way, find us on our Discord, there is an area in there called The Scoop, and again, I very much appreciate each and every one of you that have been posting stuff in there for us to talk about. We very much appreciate that. Uh, all you need to do is just drop in the URL, add your thoughts and impressions. We will then give you our thoughts and impressions on the very next show, which will be at what time tomorrow, Mr. Graham Day? Uh, it'll be at tomorrow at 10 a.m. ish. Ish. Some issues in the chat. Obviously, next week, what are your plans? Um, are you not in at all next week? I can't remember. No. Uh, I am off next I'd... week. Not that I'm going to be going anywhere, but my, my original plan was to have like a caveman week where I'd literally just turn my phone off and don't do anything. However, I'm now confined to the house again. My plan was to be able to go and play golf and go out and do things. That has been hindered. <laughs> so I'm still going to be going out and going on walks and doing whatever I need to do. But, yeah, in terms of being around. I don't know. Will... I don't know what the plan is for next week. Um, we may not be scooping next week. Um, I've not uh, got the plan. But we will definitely have content daily every day anyway. So, so yeah, nice, mm -hmm. nice. Uh, just, you know what? The social links that are in the chat at Ice Cream Uploads across all socials, as Bibbs mentioned, keep your eye on that, and that's where you will get notifications. Um, I can confirm that next week you will get notification of what the video game is that we will be giving away for next month's subscriber loot drop. Um, we've been giving you teasers that are pretty obvious. So if you don't know by now, then you need to wake up and pay attention. <laughs> but yeah, we'll let you know that on Monday. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, anyway, see you back here about 10, 15 minutes for some PUBG. Yeah, nice. Lovely. Until then, have yourselves yeah. a fantastic day. And stay frosty.